Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Hey guys, real quick. If you are looking for a new career path and you're passionate about health and wellness, you're ready to take control of your own destiny, then I have just the opportunity for you. We have to tell you guys about Squeeze. Chris and I are obsessed with it. We are investors in the company. It is a way better massage experience from the founders of Drybar who have completely revolutionized the $16 billion massage industry. Their proprietary app allows guests to book, pay, set personalized preferences, tip, rate, and review all at your own fingertips. So after your massage, you can just float on out and it's absolutely stress-free. No awkward exchanges, no wait times, just a feel-good experience. Guys, this is exactly how massage should have been in the first place. That's why we're so proud to be a part of this company. The first squeeze location opened in March 2019 in LA. And with their proven success, they are now franchising it. So this means you can be a part of it as well. So you have got the opportunity to work with the founders of Drybar, bring squeeze to your community, and have ownership of your career in life. And my favorite part about franchises like this is that it's already done for you in terms of the guidance. They make it so easy to own a squeeze by providing each operating partner with the tools, playbooks, and resources to build a successful business. Squeeze's co-founder and CEO, Brittany Driscoll, is the former VP of marketing for Dry Bar and has built a team of operators, creatives, marketers, and strategists to support the national expansion of Squeeze. She's created a people-focused, feel-good culture, which makes it no surprise that Squeeze has over 15,000 five-star reviews an NPS score of 82, which is higher than Starbucks, Nordstrom, and Apple, over 100 million PR impressions, almost 1,000 monthly members, and most importantly, a happy team, with over 96% of therapists recommending Squeeze as a great place to work. So not only would you get to work with the founders of Drybar, but 
Squeeze is offering exclusive perks to their founding franchisees. Learn more by going to squeezemassage.com. Again, that's squeezemassage.com slash earn and fill out the application at the bottom of the page. That's squeezemassage.com slash earn, E-A-R-N, and fill out the application at the bottom of the page. It's a no-brainer. You ever run into somebody that you really like that you never see? And you have a million things to do. But you know that 15 minutes in that real conversation with them is the thing that life is made of. Yes. And you're like, I have so much to do. And I'm going to be right here with this person. And I'm going to connect with them in this special way that I didn't plan. I didn't schedule. And it's so worth it. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, best-selling author, three-time fitness world champion, and I'm a crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me everywhere from being a broke waitress, barista, retails associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in myself to later becoming a multi-millionaire in love with my life. In 2007, my husband and I lost everything. We found ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at rock bottom. We had no ideas and I had no education to fall back on. This is when I found personal development and learned everything I could about business, not by choice, but because I realized no one was coming to save me. The conversations on this podcast are going to let you know that you're not alone and that we all feel like we don't know what we're doing. We're going to give you the tools to help you face your fears, take action, start your business and grow those massive dreams that are keeping you up at night. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from and put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out. You're going to stop waiting for someone to approve of you and you're going to anoint yourself. Because I'm obsessed about building businesses that give women a platform, I want to feature you. So if you text the word podcast to 310-496-8363, You can get your questions answered on our Q&A segment along with a shout out. And if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, we're choosing someone every month to get coached and featured on our show. It just might be you. So let's get started. Welcome back to the show. I'm really thrilled about my interview today. This is somebody who I grew up looking up to, just someone who I thought was the ultimate athlete, um, somebody who was an incredible mentor. And to be able to sit down and have a conversation with my guest today, I was having a bit of a pinch me moment. So my guest is Gabrielle Reese. She's not only a volleyball legend, but an inspirational leader, New York Times bestselling author, wife, and mother. The former professional beach volleyball player and Nike's first female spokeswoman, I literally remember this, is the definition of both athleticism and beauty. She's the creator of High X, co-founder of XPT, and executive member of Laird Superfood. Gabby is dedicated to building and leading health and fitness methods. And our conversation today was so much fun because it's one of my favorite things to talk about, overcoming mental challenges. She talks so much about the secrets to embracing the suck and what that means to her, really creating these mental wins out of the challenges in order to create this more fulfilling, more meaningful life. So I know you're going to love it just like I did. Let's get started. Gabby, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I was talking uh, to some of my friends. We were out on a run actually right before this. um, And I was like, oh my God, do you know who I get to talk to today? I get to talk to Gabby Reese. I was so excited because you truly like, you were just a part of my life growing up. And I'm sure you hear that all the time, but you were kind of, you were, you were and are everywhere. So it was fitness magazines. I was really starting to get into fitness. So you were kind of that person that 
I think you just were that, uh, you know, instead of me looking up to or looking at models, I kind of was looking in this fitness, like I was looking for a fit woman who was like powerful and strong and it was totally you. So anyway, I'm excited to be here. And I just, I love your career because you've done so many different things. And that's really what I would love to chat about today too. But first things first, what is making you most excited right now? Like what, what are you loving about your life? You know, I'm. Uh, I sort of have a grinding mentality, which is you know, has is good and bad. I think for me, what I've always really enjoyed about my life is that I've gotten to spend time doing things most of the time mm. that I I want to do. Right? There's have to, should do, and want to, and somehow part of the luxury I've been afforded is that I've rolled in some of the. And you know, want to is like I'm not a spa girl necessarily, so I sort of mishmashed a lot of them have to and want or should do and want to kind of more closely together. So in in a certain way, I'm there's a part of me that's like pretty simple, and I don't I'm not looking for these sort of grand moments necessarily. I I like I'm a person who realizes like if my family's healthy mm. and um, you know there's sort of you know, new opportunities, you know, kind of looming in the future, that all of that is the stuff that has essentially kind of typically turned me on. Mm -hmm. Um, So that you're sort of living in the work state and the dream state uh, together as often as possible. Mm. So what is, it sounds like you're also like able to start really appreciating the present moment. So what is it about your like day to day life? Like what are certain things that you like to have in your everyday life that are kind of like staples or your favorite things about your day? Well, I mean, again, I feel like I am in certain ways really complicated, but in certain ways, very, (laughs) very simple. And so it's things like my husband um, gets up before me. And every morning when I go down to my kitchen, there's a mug with all my coffee ingredients in it. Mm. And all I have to do is hit a button and the coffee comes down. I I really enjoy that. Um, My training being having that window of time to really train and train hard and um, be in that side of my personality is something that I typically throughout, you know, my day or my weeks uh, are really important to me. Mm. Uh, Gathering. I only have one kid at home here right now. I'm in Hawaii. Um, My middle daughter is 17 and she's in California because she plays tennis and it's simply just too wet here. (laughs) But typically that was a big part was like our family, at least breaking bread. Even if, you know, it was like we bicker the whole time or whatever at dinner, it was like we're, we were together. (laughs) And, and I think, and it, and it's something a little treadmilly, but there's something for me about like getting certain, getting things done throughout a day. But you know, it's not, it's not, it's nothing, it's nothing over overly monumental because I find like when you can thread all those things together that you, you sort of move through, like you're moving through life, but you're not, not connecting with the people that are really important to you. Um, but you're getting, and for me personally to have that, getting those things done or those goals that those are sort of happening too. But as I get older, that's always interesting too. Cause you're like, why is that so important? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I come from, uh, like I really root down in fitness and movement <laughs> as just as a way to be, you know, present to start my day, all of those things. And I know that you obviously have a major um, background in fitness and training and all of, all of the things, you know, being a pro athlete. So what are some of the like lessons or through lines for you that you still apply to your life, whether it's in business or relationships that you've really learned from, from being an athlete? I just feel like that the, the matrix of sport, the discomfort of that, mm. you know, I got the opportunity to build in some metal because the thing is, is that life doesn't typically part of the whole canvas of a day is hard stuff. Yeah. And so I think for me, it was like not spending so much time on like, Oh my gosh, this is hard. Yeah. It's hard. Okay. Like that's part of the fabric of the day. Um, and sometimes I have to, you know, like I had something happen yesterday, for example, where all of a sudden I maybe almost over thrust overcompensate and get like, maybe like too intense for the situation. And it wasn't with my family. It was a, it was a work thing. And, and as a female, right. Like feeling comfortable with generating that kind of energy 
it's always an interesting thing, but in sports, you learn to, to at least get that gear, mm. uh, which maybe one would consider more masculine in your yeah. personality. And my youngest daughter yesterday gave me this whole speech yesterday, right before I went to bed about how I was actually quite nice to her, but that sometimes I was too direct to other people. Mm. But she at 13 isn't understanding like, oh no, those are work people. Mm. And if I don't actually create a certain, because I know how we're going to show up. Like if it's for Laird and I or for me, like I know how we're going to show up. And so then I'm creating the understanding about like, well, how are you going to show up? And so it was just interesting, but I think sports really helped me with that. And also getting comfortable with sometimes having those uncomfortable uh, interactions with work people and they don't have to be combative, but sometimes it's very direct and you have to be like, Hey, uh, okay, so I'm going to bring this, this, and this. And I am expecting or hoping or asking if you're able to bring this, this, and that. And, um, and so that really helped learning to work hard and, and also looking at your weaknesses and your, and the things that you need to continue and being accountable to that. Mm. That's something that I, I, I think sports helped me learn to do that like constantly, like you're looking at yourself going, well, what's your part in this and how are you showing up and how are, how could you be better? So, I mean, it just goes on and on. I think how that really helped me. And it's like, you're never going to push against the outside world going, well, the outside world's being unfair to me or why are they doing this to me? But going, okay, this is what's happening. Um, how do I need to respond? How do I need to um, react and you know get through this? How could I be better in this situation? Where do I need to push harder and not apologize for that? It's kind of like all those things. Mm. Oh man, you're you're so speaking to me and I know everybody listening right now just because you know, I think that's a that boundary or or not that boundary but just how do we show up in life to in accordance to like how maybe we were raised or how we were taught especially as females and then translating that into the business world and you know, I talk to a lot of women and I know myself even sometimes after I set that boundary or show up in that way or, you know, say what I need or the expectation. And then what happens, the chatter in my head after that? How do you, what are some tools that you do um, to kind of like quiet that down or make it okay, or just kind of cut it off at that point and keep moving? Like, let it be okay, whatever was done. Yeah, I think sometimes you use you assess how you be conducted yourself as a learning tool and say, okay, that was pretty good. Over there, maybe you were a little, you did you went too far or not far enough, or the way you phrase that. So use it as a learning mm. um, tool. But again, it's that personal accountability, right? Like you're not saying, Well, yeah, I acted like that because they were doing this. No, we're in charge of our responses. And so, um, and then even going like, was that fear? Was that ego? You know, what was going on? And so it's really just about assessing and learning and, and having maybe that, those, that one person or those two people that you can go, you know, it's almost like a confession mm. to, to this person going like, this was my hope and goal to get these results. This is how I conducted myself. I should have done that better. So, so you're, I, I think you're looking at it um, a little more objectively so you can then learn from it, but also you're taking that ownership because I think that that's ultimately so important that no matter how bad someone else acts in business or whatever they do, that that's actually not what we're tr- trying to react to, that we're trying to set how we conduct ourselves all of the time and how we hold that line and that when we get off that line. Mm. Yeah. You guys have a lot going on. You've, you've, um, I know my husband was just on a walk and we were, before this podcast was even booked, we were talking about layered superfoods and just how like fast it was growing. Well, according to what we're watching, it seems really fast how it's growing. I can only imagine what that is, you know, what you guys are experiencing and what that's doing on the inside for the amount of just probably decisions or the the way things are moving really quickly when a company scales so incredibly fast. How are you managing internally just your relationships and with, you know, all of the extra things that initially come with that large growth? Well, the good news is, is that I've had a lot of companies that have never grown, have failed, have chugged along. <laughs> So this, this wasn't like, you know, I'm 26 and it was my first endeavor. And then it's like, Oh, right. this was a lot of, um, 
schooling before this. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that the team that is put in place is so far superior to my skill set in certain ways and Laird's that um, it's, it's sort of like you've really built a, a pretty big foundation. Yeah. And so this is part of what you're hoping. What does change is like, for example, we took this company public. So now we're dealing with, we have a board that we have to answer to. And you're like, well, wait a second. I've no, we don't like five years ago, it was three of us. And now it's where I have to talk to a board and ask permission. And, and that's right though, because there's systems in place for checks and balance on all levels. So it's actually getting educated about how that works, where when your baby, so to speak, is actually, it's kind of out of your hands, what you want, because that's how it really genuinely grows. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to totally keep the spirit in which every product, what it represents, what's in the bag, all of that, you have to be really steadfast on. But beyond that, then you really start to release some of the mm-hmm. control and, and you, you start to be the guardian then of making sure that, um, you know, you're staying creative and innovative about products and you go, cool, now we're big enough that we can actually try to see if we can get this ingredient into the bags um, and keep costs down but you, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of schooling before this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. All of those yeah. things were for a purpose. <laughs> now you can see it, right? Like, yeah. oh yeah, I've been here yeah. before. Um, okay. So how do you guys decide to decide what, I, I know as, as, as an entrepreneur, you get to this weird place where there will always kind of be like a fire burning, like something will be going wrong and you'll have to kind of learn how to put your attention in certain places. And I find, I don't know if this is just a male, female thing, but for me personally, my husband was way better at compartmentalizing than I was. And Mm -hmm. so I always try to bring this attention to the mostly women listeners that we have is like, how can we start understanding that in business, there's always going to be a fire burning, but it's understanding, like trying to figure out which ones you need to put out first. How do you, do you guys have conversations around that? Or how do you, how do you deal with it? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty decent about, um, and again, sports saw this, right? Because you can be like, okay, we're playing a chessboard, and what you, you know, the ball that's coming at your face is the ball you have to deal with. But then what's your overall strategy simultaneously and who are you trying to pick on because you know, they're the weakest link or whatever. And in the good thing in business, right? It's usually about expansion and not, it doesn't have to be combative, right? It's like you're in a one man game kind of. Um, so I think for me, I always said that, let's say I wake up in the day and I see all that has to get done. So I look at that in a horizontal view and that can even mean like the issues like, okay, when I get up, I need to deal with this first and then kind of work my way. And then what I do is I slide that. I always say, and have only one thing coming at me at a time, Mm. but then having the ability to adapt. So let's say you get a new call or a new situation. You go, this feels like it's jumping to the top of the pile And rather than getting overwhelmed, I'm just going to understand that even if I don't get these seven other things done today, those can wait till tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What do do I really need to, uh, because the other thing with women is I think part of us also wants to put everything to bed Mm -hmm. so that we can feel comfortable and released from this thing that's looming over me that I might mind grind in my sleep versus listen, of all the day, if today, if nothing else happens, if I get those two seriously, at least pushed along down the, down the field or, uh, you know, organized more or wrapped up or whatever it is, stay clear. Don't take it all on all the time because it's just then noise and it's unproductive versus having, but not emotionally kind of looking at, okay, what are my goals? What, what am I trying to do? And which of these things then is going to be the most important to that? And, and being okay with like, okay, there's about eight things that um, I'm still, because sometimes that might take even, even weeks, right? Like it's, it's feeling comfortable. It'd be like if you had rooms in your house with unmade beds and being like, it's okay. The beds are unmade. We're not going to, we can survive on un, unmade beds. And, and I think women have a tendency to list out and they're looking for checks and boxes. And, um, and I don't think that's how it always goes. Mm. So, so good. I, I remember just 
like 10 years ago, walking around so stressed out all the time. And at the time I look back, I'm like, I didn't even have that much to do. What was I so busy? It was just so busy in the head with going through all the things I should be doing that really didn't matter. Cause like you said, getting the, getting the big, if you just get even like one to three big things done a day, you could probably just like relax for the afternoon and you'd still move, (laughs) still move things forward. But we know that's not always how it goes. So your, your decision-making process, I want to talk about this. Like, how did you learn? I know, cause I think like, uh, intuition and being able to make decisions faster, especially, I mean, we can, we can bring it all back to being an athlete too. It's like, you have to learn how to make those decisions faster and trust your gut. How do you get out of your head? How do you trust your gut? How did you figure out what was your gut speaking? Well, that's why I like to stay healthy. Mm. You know, just using the physical body as an antenna and avatar for the world around you. And so part of my training is so connected to me just trying to perform better and be more sensitive and more connected to myself and to my environment. And so that's been very helpful. You know, I think it's case by case, right? Because it's like, I'm, I'm actually pretty cerebral and I, I will process almost everything through my brain, but it's keeping that gut sense. Like, you know, that person is maybe they're underqualified, but there's something about them. Mm. Like they might be, they could, I feel like they can do it or conversely, like, I don't care. It's the biggest, baddest guy in the business or girl. And they, they don't, it's not a fit. Mm. And so I think it's also pushing out the outside world's definition of everything. Um, and then knowing like, I'm out of my depth. Hmm. I need to get help. I need to ask questions. I need to bounce this off a person who has more experience in this way. So I think your gut works in all these ways. Like when you go, Hey, I don't care what the world says. This guy's so great. I don't, I'm not feeling it to, I could, I want, I feel to take a chance on this situation to I'm in over my head. It's time for me to call in somebody that I can really talk to and use their wisdom and experience. Hmm. And, And I think that, and not being afraid to move, you know, fluidly through all those spaces, because then I, I really think that's how you get this more complete picture, or at least your work or your life is reflecting you simultaneously and your values. So it's, it's kind of using all of those. Mm. I love that. Tell me about your, your thought process and your relationship around fear and doing hard things. What do you say to yourself in your head to, to like go for them? I think it's, again, a just realizing it's like what night is today. It's like, it's all part of it. Mm. And so instead of it being like, this is hard, it's like, oh yeah, this is part of it. And this part's a little harder (laughs) and I'm not going to freak out or I'm going, sometimes I I do say like, you fortify a little more, like maybe I get a little tougher or a little more focused or a little something that I need to be so I can get through it. I don't maybe have the same person taking on every situation. And, um, you know, even sometimes like with parenting, I used to, it's like, I can't bring, even though parenting is hard and there's a lot of details and, and it's sometimes it, a lot of the time is uncomfortable. It's like, I can't bring the girl that's going to push through mm. um, certain things at work. So it's, it's bringing different parts of my personality, but also not, I think I would liken it to like a bike rider where it's like every hill climb, you're like, Oh my God, it's a hill climb. It's like, it's, yeah, it's part of the ride. You, you know, it's like, Oh, the hill climb, let me change gears. And yeah, well, this is always a little harder than the downhill, but okay. You know, and it's just almost approaching it in, in your internal energy with more of the same, but adjusting and using a different part of yourself. Oh, I love that. Okay. So it sounds like, oh, so have you read The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield? No. It's one of my favorite books um, because it's about so much of what you're talking about, like the resistance, like lessening the resistance between the thing and realizing that most of our resistance is the resistance to the thing. And I'm hearing so much of what you're saying, like has been such a huge part of my journey is watching how we make it so hard on ourselves and really it's like what you're saying over and over and it's, it's all part of it. It's all part of it. And I think that's been something that's really been a huge breakthrough for me just in business and life and all the things is 
man, if we could just make that time in between easier, it's like, it's, it's a total game changer. So you've pivoted in your career. Like you just kind of are able to, you, you, you guys kind of seem like you can go into one thing or the other or change your focuses. What does that actually feel like? And what does that actually look like when you are pivoting? What's the first thought when you're like, oh, I think I'm getting a curiosity over here. And now how do I apply that? You know, it's just never, uh, Laird, Laird phrases it differently than me. He's like, you know, never being afraid to be a beginner again. Mm. And I always say like, it's like being a rookie or a freshman or the newbie or the bottom of the ladder. It's like, it's being in the here in the now of what I'm doing and also sort of staying in touch with who I'm becoming because the the Mm. big thing is right. We want to keep doing what we're good at. And I think that um, that only has a diminishing return through time. Mm. So how are we also staying in touch with who am I becoming as a, as a person and what does that look like? And then where do I think that that person would want to be spending time and and things show up when you live, I think that way, just pretty naturally. And, um, but it's, it's just being willing to let go of the thing that you're really good at all the time or that you've always done, mm. even like a business, like you might have a business where you're like, yo, this thing is not working out. Like it's it like, and you could say, yeah, but I put five years into it. It's like, yep. And mm. it's not, it's not going to work. Mm. And and saying, and that's uncomfortable, obviously, or like, this is, I've done this and it works so well. It's like, mm-hmm. but it's, it's sort of like a song that we all really liked. And then it becomes outdated in certain ways. And so how do we make new music? But that's by being understanding on who, who we are, because then that's the only way the stuff shows up. And it's, it's being comfortable with like, not being anything, you know, just like was, okay, are you a volleyball player? Yeah, not so much. I, I've played volleyball at a pretty good level and I did that. And, you know, it's all those things. It's like being comfortable because then all of a sudden, then you can be whatever that means in definition so much more. Mm. And, and, you know, even Laird says, and this is a person who has dedicated more than 50 years to his endeavor of surfing big waves and still does. I'm layered. And one of the things I do is surf, you know, it's like if all of us could just back, get back to our spirit and then wherever the spirit is today, mm. not, yeah. You know, cause it would, you know, it'd be sad if I was telling you stories from volleyball days. Now I could use them as a reference, right. at, you know, what have you, but I think that that has, that's what made, makes that moving through because you know, they even say like water will go sideways and even almost like looks like backwards to go down, you know? And it's like being willing to just be like, Oh, I see an opening. That seems to be the place to go to. Mm. And just be, you know, if you talk to any fitness person or any real person who understands nutrition and fitness, it's about adaptability. Oh, it's so good. I I love this topic so much because I think I have been the person who has like, you know, kept on doing that thing past the expiration date. <laughs> I I know what that feels like where I'm like, oh, but it's also, you know, we have to be tenacious and we have to have perseverance. So sometimes we need to hit our head through it to understand like, is this a barrier or is this really an end game? And, the, and that's okay. Like, that's good. Like, that's like, you know, I could have given up back there, but I just kept pushing just a little more and we broke through. So it's just understanding those, the difference of that. And sometimes I don't know that it's possible to anticipate that ahead. It's how it takes the pressing to really go, oh no, no, that was a wall, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Oh man. So powerful. I I really could have used this podcast like three years ago about you saying the part where you were talking and I know people are really like, this will help a lot of people now. Like the willingness to not be anything is actually where that next version of yourself can show up. And it's it's, sometimes it's when we're holding on to that past version, like, no, this was, you know, maybe this was the first time you've ever gotten attention by doing that last thing. And you feel like without it, you're going to die, you know? So how did you, are there certain signs now that show up for you? Like, in your life or your body around like things that you should be doing next, even if they're scary. Is there anything that's scaring you right now that you're kind of like, Oh, I feel like I know I should go there, but I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready to be uncomfortable again or. Well, there's a couple, I think I have indirectly, maybe this is the first time I'm verbalizing this actually. 
I have been behind standing a little bit behind my husband for probably the last 10 years. My kids were younger and because it was sort of his, his, he had momentum and it was yeah. important. Like that was my, it would have been a really good role for me to do. Yep. And it, it was actually really smart. But I think there's a part of me that knows now that my kids are getting bigger and there's certain things down the road for him that are sort of doing, they got their thing going that I want to re-step out and move more thoroughly into communication and an individual exploration. And, and weirdly, people wouldn't know this because I've been doing a public job for 30 years. I'm not overly comfortable with like attention. Mm. And so there's a part of me that knows that, that, but that is the next for me. And it doesn't mean, oh, it just means like an individual quest. So maybe someone's done a business with a friend or a loved, a partner or a lover or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, but then they have this individual thing that they're going to do. Yep. And, uh, and remember I'm a team athlete, right? Like I'm really comfortable with teammates, but I, I think there's a part where it's like, it, it's sort of probably my what I have seen and my experience and not always the shared one. And so that doesn't make me overly comfortable, oddly. I want to take a second to share why I love Talkspace so much. There were times in my life when I definitely shrugged things off and said that it was no big deal, that I would just get over it. And I really tried to power through some of the things that I talk about now on this podcast or that I've written about in my book that were really traumatic times in my life and the power of being able to talk about it now in order to get through it has been one of the only ways that I've been able to move forward on so many of my goals and dreams to move past so much of the pain and hurt that we end up carrying throughout our lives. So that's why I believe so firmly in Talkspace. Suppressing your emotions only gets you so far. So Talkspace makes it easy to match with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions all from the comfort of your device. You can start messaging your therapist the same day you sign up. So Talkspace app makes it easy to connect with your licensed therapist on your schedule when you need to talk in that moment without having to wait for weeks before your next appointment because we know the importance of talking through it as you're going through it. You can go anywhere and take your therapist with you. So whether you're a parent, a student, a millennial, or just someone having a hard day, Talkspace can provide the support to help you feel better with a single message. If you guys know me, if you're one of my friends, you know that I am such a verbal processor. And that's why I think this is incredibly important. There are thousands of licensed therapists and they're all available right now to match with you. They're experts in dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. You can start feeling better right now with a single message. So you can match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code HAPPY. That's $100 off when you use promo code HAPPY at Talkspace.com. When you say like be out there, have you had glimpses or visions of what that is like at all? I think that I've had a unique, like all of us, a unique path, right? I've been in a 25-year relationship. I have three daughters. I've created and, and failed at many things. I think I'm obviously a, I have a female perspective, but then with a splash of masculinity, mm-hmm. And I think I've, you know, been in a lot of, I've been in the self-care space at a pretty high level. And so I think it's just about contributing, Mm. just about contribution. We all need to contribute, contribute our, our experience to elevate um, all of us. So we all need to do that. Like, I'm not suggesting that the drop of water I can put in the bucket is going to be different than another drop of someone else. But it's saying, yeah, you need to do that. Because if I, if a 30-year-old woman wants to come and talk to me, I, I could probably share some of the hazards ahead or to say this might happen and mm. it's totally okay, even though you'll feel upside down in it. Mm. Because I just think that's what ex- experience is supposed to be. That's why I use people ahead of me to go, holy cow, I'm in this right now. And they can go, yeah, it's okay. you know. And it's, especially when it comes to like, 
family, children, um, aging. It's like all of these things that I think it's important to, to contribute. Yeah. I, 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 that is so insanely important. I don't even know where I'd be without looking ahead and having people answer questions for me. Like I literally, that's the only way I've gotten through majority of the things that I've gone through. So I love that. Um, what feels fun for you around that? Like if you were to be able to look out and be like, okay, in five years, this is what I want to be doing, but I want to make sure that every day, like it feels fun or it feels like this, or I get to connect with these type of people. Like if you could infuse a part of, you know, something that you really want to be doing, what is that? Is that like connecting with people more? Is that like getting, okay. It's just, it's all about connection and learning for me. It always has been. And, you know, like I said, in an obnoxious level, I am a grinder. Mm. But we used to say, you know, like if you, when you're in professional sports, if like you somehow don't like sort of love this, the suck a little bit, if you don't know how to embrace and love the suck, then it's probably not for you. And there's a part of me where you're just, and I don't mean unnecessarily hard or spin wheels and futile hard. I mean, like it's a big undertaking. It's hard. There's something about that for me personally, which is very gratifying because it feels very real. Mm. Yep. It feels like, well, what I'm interested in, it's like, why do I like nature? It's so straightforward. Besides that, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's so very real. And so much in the world I can't make sense of. And I'm at a place in my life where I so I really have always probably known that. But it's like, I'm not even going to try. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just try to generate more time and energy in the spaces that feel really tangible and real. And hard work and... Um, you know, growing and learning and learning from others, you know, even things like up until two months ago, I was like, you know, I'm not here to boss my kids around and control them. I'm here to teach them to control themselves. Mm -hmm. And I interviewed a doctor, a woman, Sarah Sarkis, and she was like, how about if we said manage, not control, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's one word, right? So I'm like, Oh, well now I'm trying to teach my kids how to manage themselves, not control because control has all these other issues. Right. Mm. So my point is, is it's just, it, it doesn't always have to be in these huge, broad, grand strokes. Like, Oh, I had an epiphany. It's just slowly each day. Could you be a little better? Mm. I love that. That's really helpful. It's just the, the, cause it can feel that way sometimes like the big, you need to be making big moves, right. To change your business. You'd be doing big things. And you just brought the word up in my head of like refinement. It's just like these little tiny things that if you just turn the knob a little bit on this thing, it totally changes perspective in the way that you deal with it. And like ease, just even when you said that ease came around the feeling because control is like impossible. Right. But managing feels possible. (laughs) It feels doable. So think about water, you know, on a rock over time, Mm. it makes a real, it makes a a series on a rock. Like Mm. it changes the shape of it, but it's a bit at a time. Right. And Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, you want to get that, those shifts and that refinement slowly so that it's done, you know, kind of art, not artfully, but hopefully in a true way in your essence, who you are specifically. And so that at the end, that's what the art, you know, what the stone looks like it, but it's still a representation of you and your spirit not someone comes in with a sledgehammer and then it's like, okay, that's it. It's like, okay, but that's not even me, you know? Mm-hmm. What, what do you feel like you're doing when you are at your best and who are you around? Like, and maybe best isn't the right word, but like when you really love who you are, like when you just feel like, oh, I love this version of me. Probably with my friends. And I have, I have, you know, of of course I have a lot of friends, but just when then I'm like in my essence of a, as a human being, maybe a little more playful, maybe a little more uh, androgynous in my spirit, like mm. at times inappropriate. I'm nobody's <laughs> yes. mother. Um, you know, I think she, and again, it almost, it almost transcends your gender at that point where it's just your spirit and maybe your spirit's like six or 15 or 80, but it's just a lot looser. Mm-hmm. I love, I love that. I try to, I'm always like, who brings it out? I mean, how can I get around them more? Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Um, yeah. 
Okay. So you talk about em- embracing, like there is a lot of power in embracing. I think those, the challenges in the suck, I've definitely like gotten very familiar with that and embraced it. But tell me about like, what are some of the things that you say in your head around that? Or what would you say to someone who's like, yeah, but it's so hard. And is it always going to be this uncomfortable? And where do I find peace and joy if I, if this is what the journey really looks like? Like, how do we, how do we manage that? Well, first of all, most of us are choosing, right? Mm. So a lot of times I remind myself like, oh no, you, you're choosing to be here. Mm. This is what you've asked for. Because when you have a parent or a child or somebody gets sick, you didn't ask for that, right? That's a different kind of hard. So it's really important to be like, it'd be like having a huge party and being like, oh, there's a big mess in my house. It's like, well, you just invited a hundred people to your house. Like you had a party. Right. And so um, I think it's also about kind of being an adult and being like, what'd you think? And sort of having that real conversation with yourself. A lot of times I just will kind of internally be like, okay, here we go. You know, it's like, you know, this is the thing that I, I, I really think I want to explore. And, um, and we can't walk around our life so surprised by things. You know, it's like, I love when people have children and they're like, I mean, it just, it's like, it's, it takes so much time and it's so hard. It's like, yeah, it's like a person, like you had a, you had a kid, you know? (laughs) And at some point in the beginning with like your closest confidant, you'd be like, whoa, that's right. But you just can't go throughout the day everywhere being like, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's like, okay, that's the narrative. Like, what did you think? You know, it's like you jumped in the pool and you go, I'm so wet. It's like, yeah. So for me personally, it's, it's about like kind of being a grown up that way mm-hmm. and, and trying to have a sense of what you're taking on and then just being like, yeah, okay, cool. Here we go. Because if we spend so much time in that spinning narrative about how hard it is, we're not like in it. We're not doing the thing mm-hmm. and we're not learning the lessons. We're just in the narrative of like, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, what are you 13? It's like, come on. You know, <laughs> like at a certain point, you know, this comes back, this all comes back always for me about this accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, we got it. It's hard. It's like, I, I have people that'll go into ice tubs, you know, for my fitness stuff. And I'll say to them, listen, there's ice in the water. We don't need to spend a lot of time talking about it's cold. We all know it's cold. It's really cold. What we need to focus on is what do we want to do to deal with the cold? Mm. Not like it's cold, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold. It's like, okay. So I think a lot of times it's like, have that moment mm. and then let's, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, I love it. It's like such proactive solution-based thinking. So the energy gets like convert it into the solution instead of like focusing on oh, the problem. I like when people like to rehash the situation. It's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> yes. Like what is this? What's what, what are our three options to at least start moving towards a solution? Not like, and it's even like with personal dynamics hmm. and then he said, and then I did this and I take, okay, got it. Hmm. What's the issue and where are we moving towards a solution? Yeah. Oh man, that, 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 that has changed my life. That's gotten so much time back. Like as you're speaking, I'm just looking at all the places you yourself personally have gotten your time back and your energy. Um, yeah. So is there anything right now in your life that you are kind of, um, that maybe, is there a spot where you still feel like you're leaking energy a little bit, or is there a thought that you're giving yourself to that you're trying to get it back and close that loop? Do you have anything like that right now? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I just think I, there's times you're wasting throughout the day and mm. all the time, you know, and sometimes, sometimes before I jump in, I might be walking around something rather than just like buttoning it up or even listen, as a wife, sometimes I feel like I'm, I put myself on too much of a standby for what my husband might need. Because I know that in certain ways that is a foundation or a pillar of my life is having peace at home Mm -hmm. and fluidity and connection. Mm -hmm. And at times I, it can feel like a time leak when I'm sort of trying to anticipate Mm -hmm. or wait on what they might need. 
So uh, that is an interesting dance. But I also know that my real relationships with the people close to me that are also investing a great deal of time and not my children. I mean, meaning, of course, I'm investing in them no matter what. They're not waiting around on me. Right. But making sure that my life life, yeah, that's it. My life life is sometimes a real time suck. Mm. And, and, and I think I understand that and I'm willing to spend it there because the return is so huge, even though it's so vague. Yep. And it's even like, you ever run into somebody that you really like that you never see? Mm. And you have a million things to do. But you know that 15 minutes in that real conversation with them is the thing that life is made of. Yes. And you're like, I have so much to do. And I'm going to be right here with this person. And I'm going to connect with them in this special way that I didn't plan. I didn't schedule. And it's so worth it. Mm. And then just let it, let it go. So I think in a way I have that and an ongoing spin in my real, in my really, my deep and intimate relationships. And, um, you know, it's always a dance. Like your mind's like, you've got stuff to do. Let's go. And <laughs> yep. like, yeah, no, I'm just going to sit here and be here and listen. Like if it's, you know, with a child or, um, I'm in it, maybe my husband needs me at this moment. And, um, yeah, that's always the dance. Mm. So feel that just like what you said, just knowing that sometimes you have to say that in your head, right? Like sometimes you have to be like, these are the things that matter. Like these are the moments that pay off. These are the things that you might not see right away, but they matter. Um, especially if you are kind kind of like a, you know, you can grind, you can go do the thing. And and sometimes yeah. that's like, you got to talk, talk to yourself during the thing. So, okay. And then release it, right? Like you have to establish it. I had that, like I have one of my daughters likes to talk to me somehow right before bed, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like melting or something. And I'm like, no, this is, this is it. Like, this is the time. This is to be here, to say nothing, to listen, to be available um, and recognizing it and, and being okay with that. Mm, so good. What are, what are two to three things that if you could only leave, like you could only write down three things in a book, like your top three things for somebody, it was like your life manual, except there were only three points. What, would, what do you think the three things would be that you would put in there? Well, first, take care of yourself. Mm. And I don't mean that in a greedy way. I mean, make sure you're doing enough to take care of yourself so you can do all the other. And you will always, you can put other people before you, what have you, but you've got to really figure out the way, and especially as a female, to take care of yourself, your physical health, your emotional needs, you know, your mental health, it doesn't mean it's easy. It just means you've got to figure out that way. You've got to be checking in. You've got to be being honest with yourself. Second, I would say, um, and it doesn't mean not direct, but in your personal and in your uh, work life, weirdly try to respond in love. And when I say that, it means that you're not an ego and because ego is fear. And then like for me, when I'm afraid, I'm aggressive. Hmm. And in the end, I, reg- I will regret it and I lose my power, hmm. right? So when I say respond in love, I don't mean that in some woo-woo way. I mean, try to keep being out of ego and in your source of power, which is really love. Hmm. And, um, you know, cause I'm not a person who gets fear and cries, right? I, I start to lean in and mm. really get heavy duty. And, and I was like, yeah, that's ineffective. So, or not as effective. Mm. Um, and, and there's that. And then you make room for all kinds of people and things happening and it's, it's just better. And then I, I guess it would be never take it personal. Mm. It would have to be in there. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would say it's going to be, you know, all the shades are part of the deal, part of the story, hard, easy, fun, unfun, scary, success, failure. But I would say before that, actually, especially for females, it's, you know, some, so much of it has nothing to do with us and we make everything so much to do. Well, why would they talk to me like that? And why would they do that? It's like, that's not your story, you know? And uh, they don't like me and it's like, okay, 
you know, stop doing that. And I think it's really important if you're talking about women and women in business or women is figure out a way to communicate clearly. Mm. And at times, even with your partner, not emotionally figure it out. Like, like I can approach my husband and go, you know, when you hear this a million times, Hey, um, you know, when this goes down, I feel like that versus you do, you did that. It's like those simple nuances when you're in work and go, Hey, listen, I need to discuss something with you. Um, this made me feel comfortable. This made me feel uncomfortable, like figure out a way, if we can figure out a way to communicate towards that solution that we're talking about all the time, come in a solution. If you want to get into like a row and be in a hassle, well, that's easy to do. That's everywhere. Right. So figure out a way because then it's easier on you. Um, but it takes thought, it takes space and distance and it, and it, and it, that's why the love part's important. Cause I think that creates just a little bit more runway between you and all like your chaotic feelings. Mm. So good. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like literally I just, I've worked with my husband for like the past eight years. So I'm like, yes, <laughs> I totally have had to do that. Oh my God. Like new language learned a new language. Um, so helpful. So, all right. Um, is there anything that you want to share with anyone, um, that you haven't yet shared or anything that you wish people wish people knew? Probably not after all these years, but I will <laughs> say that I never feel like I have anything figured out. Mm. And it's really important for people to understand that they can see, they can, they can see, or, you know, what, look at me or my career and think like, Oh, they've gotten certain things dialed. And I, I can assure you that I wake up each day as unsure as I am mm. and have always been. And that I just say, okay, I'm going to show up today and I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to course correct when I need to, I'm going to apologize quickly. You know, maybe it's even, I'm going to be a little tougher but I'm, and I'm not going to worry about it or apologize for it. But I just really want people to know that because that sometimes I think it feels so lonely that we think, well, everyone else seems to know what's going on. And I don't, mm. you know, um, Byron Katie, who I love dearly mm. says, you know, I don't have any answers, but I have a lot of questions. Mm. And for me, I just really want to support people wherever they are and say, I have so little figured out but I'm just showing up and doing the best I can. And so far it's, it seems to be working out <laughs> and I'm not afraid of hard work. And, um, that's all because I, I don't want people to feel alone in that path. It's like knowing like when, you know, like it's, a, it's like it's such a chaos and it's, a, it's all a shit show for all of us. And like, and that's okay. You know? Mm -hmm. Well, that makes me feel better today. So thanks. You helped. We helped one person. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it's yeah. like, come on, like, you know, there's 7 billion of us in the planet. How long have we been around? You know, our problems are usually not that serious. Mm -hmm. And, and we're here maybe to learn and to go through the process. So we're not actually supposed to know, but don't keep doing the same stupid things over and over, at least do that, right? Like make new mistakes and try <laughs> yes. to learn and, but don't feel alone. And, and if you feel scared, that's okay. It is scary sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but that's when you have to be like, okay, am I, do I have a roof over my head? Can I eat tonight? It's okay. That is so good. If you're going to make mistakes, make sure they're new ones. That is so good. Yeah, I get to tell my kids, I'm like, make new mistakes. Yeah. Don't make old mistakes. Yes. So good. Okay. Where can we find you, follow you? What's like, where, where should we be following you at? I mean, I, I have actually have a podcast called the Gabby Reese show and, um, I have Instagram at Gabby Reese. I have Facebook, I have YouTube, I have all that stuff. Awesome. Well, I'm so grateful for you. This was such a fun conversation. I loved it. I loved learning about how you think. It was super helpful. You guys, if you loved this episode, make sure you share it with, with a friend. And as always, you guys know, it is such a gift that you can give to our guest to tag them and let Gabby know what your biggest takeaway was from the show. It's always fun to see who's listening and what you actually got from the show. So make sure you tag her and let her know your biggest aha moment, your biggest takeaway. And you guys, until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone.
Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number? For real. My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community. And it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. 
they capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently, and most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.